Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Admin Unbox, the Mel and EK show. And you don't have Mel and you don't have EK. You've got Misha Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm good. They're lucky to have us. Are they ready for this conversation or what? I hope so. (laughs) So we have no guests on the show today. It is just Marie and I talking and we're going to delve into, we have no idea which which way we're going to go down. But so the title of today's show is Anything Goes. Um, And as we say, nothing is too prickly and nothing is off grounds. It's all fun, um, but it's hopefully educational and you might walk away with something. So Marie, I don't know whether any of our listeners know you because you're kind of this hidden gem that's in the background that's always making me laugh and telling me lots of fun stories. But you've been an executive assistant for a little while, maybe one day. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my first day on the job. Uh, no, I have been an executive assistant, I think it's definitely 15 years now. Mm. So 15 plus. Mm. Um, sounds quite a lot when I say it out loud like that. Well, we both had significant birthdays, the same number, which was 21. So we've only been around a couple of days. Yeah, calm down, 35. <laughs> You're giving yourself a promotion, good on you. Sure, realistic, yeah. Um, yes, milestone birthdays, yes. So work, you're currently in a bank, but previously you were in the construction building. So yes. You're obviously, I mean, supporting at CEO and, and you know, um, executive level, you obviously love what you do. Why do you love being in this space? Uh, well, in all honesty, I fell into it. So it wasn't, I'd love to say that it was this, you know, moment at school where I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be an executive assistant. No, I actually fell into it and fell in love with the with the uh, the role and realised that it's such a great pathway to uh, make anything exciting for yourself in your day-to-day. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, like you, there's just you, so your skills are transferable. I started off, yeah, I started off <laughs> as a teen mum and that's a story for another day, viewers, and I needed a job and I started as a site secretary with um, mm-hmm. a national construction company And, of course, just by nature of that role, that wasn't enough for me to keep me interested. So I started, like, wanting to help out with invoicing, contracts administration, and I actually moved into being an assistant contract administrator. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. And then what actually happened was I, for personal reasons, like that's a really big role, a really big career trajectory, and I just couldn't maintain that at the time. And I thought if I can, like, look after all these guys, all these sites, surely I could just look after one person. (laughs) And that, (laughs) that, well, it's been up and down, 
But that is literally how I fell into um, being an EA. I, I just thought, you know, those skills are transferable and you can join any business and mm. you don't have to stick to the one that you've known for X amount of years. It's just a great pathway um, whether you want to stay as a career EA or branch out into that. I just think it's a great way to get your foot in the door mm. and the skills you have and learn as an EA help you across any role that you will do anywhere, anytime. But, yeah, that's how I fell into that and started applying for EA roles. And And I think also, Marie, like, you know, we talk about, oh, I talk about seasons for a reason and I think, you know, as an EA and the the core-based skills that we have, Mm -hmm. if our season changes, whether it be a birth, death or marriage, that Mm -hmm. we can transfer it over to whether we're going to a, a, you know, whether it be a TA role or we move into an assistant role, we don't always have to sit in that because we've got our core base of skills, you know, there and, and we know how to do it with our eyes closed most of the time. Yeah, 100%. And I think for me as well at the time having young children and, you know, you know, getting married and having lots of different things going on, um, knowing that, you know, I could do an EA, like, I, you know, I think at one point I did an EA role and it was four days a week. So I just think you have this breadth of opportunity to uh, find a good role that fits your lifestyle and your commitments at the time and the season that you're in because you're right, there are seasons where you're like, I just need to have a job paying my bills that I enjoy, that I don't need to be lighting the world on fire, but I just need to be, you know, happy and healthy. Um, And, you know, next role I can, you know, set the world on fire. If that's what and, have big, to do. and have the big title with the big pay packet as well. Well, and then the big responsibility. I think we all do that at some point. We get in the trenches, we work the hours, and, you know, that's where we get our, you know, runs on the board and, you know, earn our credit, as I call it, that we can, you know, have a seat at the table and all those kind of things. And, you know, I think if, if I look at the role when I first started, and I'm sure with you where it is today, it's totally changed. It's such a different you know, what they're doing, the EAs are doing these days is very different to what we used to do 10 years ago. Oh, I think it's amazing the things that people are doing because I would agree that, you know, when I first started being an EA, because I'd had that project experience and different experiences, that added value to me in an EA role. But Mm. I have always had to find my own meat off the bone of an EA role, like in terms of like, just aside from your day-to-day tasks and the way you do things, I like to have little projects or things that I've got autonomy over or feel valued that I'm adding extra value to the business. Um, So I just think that has been hard to push through um, to get those and get people to see the value that. But I feel like there's all these people out there now that they're, they're waving that flag, they're doing chief of staff things there you know I just feel like it's more common than it is not now which is great I think the project management is a big one we should touch on because you know if you looked at a JD even three years ago Mm. um, you know prior to COVID you would not see project management as one of the tasks that an EA would perform in their role at you know that executive now you're seeing it as part of it and I think we've always done it but we haven't acknowledged that we have project management skills and we're great at it. I mean, you know, I always talk, if you're running in an event, you know, for 500 people, everyone's flying in for everywhere, you've got accommodation, you've got T-shirts, mm. all these kind of things, 
you know, you're running a project, but now we're owning that piece and that value that's attached to it. So yeah. it has changed. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I think as EAs we have a problem of not recognising that we're actually doing those things. We get bogged down in because we just get stuff done, right? Like we we that's just how we are. We're organisers, we're doers, we're resourceful. Um, yep. But I think when you sit down and actually unpack what you actually do every day, you can apply project management to yourself. I think every EA could in one yep. way or it doesn't have to be a big project though either. I think that's where we get lost in, you know, I guess job descriptions and details. Like if you're going for another role, you might not opt for that because it says project management. But if you sit back and think about it, you've probably actually got quite a lot. Um, well, I think it also comes back, Marie, to that education piece. You know, we are mm -hmm. 81, 83% women and 71% of them have never been formally educated or had any academic credentialing and you said mm. you felt So there's this piece that when we look at project managers, they've gone to university and studied. So we put ourselves down, we, we, we take our steps ourselves back five or six paces or notches because we don't feel we're worthy and we lose our confidence when we mm. say the word project management, project leader, project coordinator. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not involved in projects when in fact we are. Yeah, well, I, I mean, from personal experience, when I wanted to shift out of my little site secretary role and, you know, I had to prove myself, you know, like started taking things, you know, I found you need a sponsor at work. So I had a sponsor at work who was like, sure, help me with this. And, you know, you gain the confidence and the trust and you learn. But, you know, when I actually wanted to formalise being a contracts admin assistant, not just the receptionist that did all these extra over things, um, yeah, I got a bit of pushback about, well, you know, but you don't have a degree. And, and you know, look, I am talking 15, 16, 17 years ago. But, you know, I had to just say, no, I don't, but... <laughs> I am doing those same things. So yeah. you know what I mean? But do you think it's still happening today? Do you, do you think it or yeah. I'd imagine it would be. I yeah. imagine it would be. I mean, I am doing a Bachelor of Business. Yes. Majoring in management. And the reason why I am doing it, per, partly personal, but second, secondly, the second reason is because I wanted to formalise my skill set. So I just felt like, I mean, there's really deep-seated personal reasons why I'm doing it, but I, I just I feel like it even looks good on my resume saying I'm, you know, I'm in process of doing that. So I yeah. know I have that business management skills. Yes. I would just like to formalise it so I feel like no one can say, yeah, but you don't have a uni degree. You know, because there are EA roles that might be quite interesting that have I have seen advertised that have asked for a bachelor's degree so in business and how are you going are you how far are you in <laughs> big size do you need that glass of wine well <laughs> i'm three weeks behind we're up to week three next week so okay. there you go on two subjects um personal life you know a few celebrations yeah i'm pretty sure i could have put the nintendo switch down <laughs> Keeping myself young, um, but I am I am uh, I am halfway through. So I honestly think, in reality, it'll be twenty twenty five when I graduated. I graduate. I wanted to graduate this year, to be honest, but 
I took a whole year off with COVID for various reasons. And, but that's the beauty of doing it the way I'm doing it. My timeline is my invisible timeline. So the only pressure that I'm putting on is for myself. Um, But yeah, I'd like to get it done because I think it will just uh, firm up my skill set without having to actually go in and sell it as hard. So if if that makes a, sense, is it, a I've done it. Come on. Well, it's like there's the certificate. Yes, I still have to do the hard yards and turn up and, you know, yep. produce and, you know, have great output. But I feel like I don't have to go, see, look, here's what I can do and I'm an EA, you know. I love being an EA and I actually like the title and yep. I don't, yeah, I just think, we're, and there's so many different ways you can be an EA. I just mm. don't, don't think because I'm doing a uni degree or I'm interested in personal development, extra study, that that's what you have to do. No. You just need to do what's right for you in your season, you know, at a particular time. Yeah. And I think there's that piece, like, you know, where there's some EAs that are supporting company secretaries and they love the governance piece and they love the documentation. Mm. You know, kill me now. I could oh, never I'm going to cry. <laughs> Could never do. That. I mean, you, I could do it, but I wouldn't want to. Supporting a CFO, and I can do that with my eyes closed. But since yeah. that as well, so I think there's that piece of we've got our own unique skills and abilities, um, and you've got to do what you love. So own what you what you can do, and mm. acknowledge what you can't do, and that's totally fine. So the stu- the study piece is a constant bane of contention, as you know. I mean, you know, I'm seeing when corporates are investing in their staff with providing an L&D budget or training, um, then it does change the perception of our roles. And I think mm. for you, you know, when that piece of paper is there, that I think the justification will change. It'll probably demeanour and slow down because you actually have got the runs on the board and you've got the cred now. Mm. But I suppose it comes down to what you what you want to do with it, you know. You spend all oh, this 100%, time. 100%, yeah. I think studying. the thing is about having choice, right? Yep. I can choose to do nothing. Just, <laughs> do you want to go and back I don't to know if I will. <laughs> but I don't know if I will do it. You know, I just don't know what it will mean. I haven't yeah. really thought that far ahead, to be honest. I just had this yeah. want to do it and I may as well do something that's going to help me, potentially help me. Yeah. Um, but and with training you, for EA, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go. It's, I was just right. going to say with training with EAs, I think the other problem with that is that we don't think about actually doing anything like we don't think about approaching the business a lot of the time because you're so busy making sure everyone else is trained up you know your your manager's direct reports how are they going where are they lacking you know you get involved in all those sorts of things I don't I just don't think we spend enough time thinking about oh actually maybe I could go off and do even if it's just a little seminar for fifteen hundred dollars you know and I think, we, yeah. We're strong personalities, both you and I, you know. People yeah. Are not, yeah. So why do you think, because, you know, there's this piece, we've got um, two of our team members down in Canberra this week talking about this whole superannuation payment piece. Mm. Now, we, we've had EAs reach out to the AAAs um, in the last mm. couple of weeks because they're on salary packages, right? Their yep. salaries have not been reviewed in, within the last five years. So they haven't even had a look at, that that piece of paper that they signed and now super's gone up their package hasn't changed so the take-home is less but they're too afraid to actually say something and I don't 
Why? Yeah, I, I think, look, it is a scary subject. It's a yeah. scary subject. It's an uncomfortable conversation. It's not everyone's natural wheelhouse to advocate for themselves, especially yeah. EAs. I just think, like, you know, as much as I'm a big mouth, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I will advocate for myself, yeah. it's just not naturally in our, we're so busy serving and mm. assisting everybody else. Like, mm. we're like, we don't put the oxygen mask on ourselves first, right? Yeah. But I think it is an uncomfortable conversation. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, if they haven't looked at it in five years, they're not going to. No one's going to wake up. You, no one is going to wake up magically and go, do you know what? Marie's amazing. She's just amazing. I am going to look at her pay this week. Like, they're just not. They're just not. Like, you know, and especially at the moment where budgets are tight and, you know, there's, you know, like there's lots of things going on. But you have to advocate for yourself. And in reality, I think if they're not even willing to look at your salary or have a conversation with you about it, then they're probably not the right place for you to be working. Mm-hmm. I know it's really simple to say that, but I'm just saying, yeah, I just, I'm not saying quit, but I'm just saying have a think. No, know? and I, and I agree with you. And I think, you know, five years is a lot. If you haven't had a salary, you know, okay, so we did a survey in May um, and I can't remember the exact number, but I'm going to say a couple hundred loosely. People did come back mm-hmm. to us and, and we were asking about the piece about goal setting and KPIs and, and salary reviews. Mm. And for that group, only 37% either set goals, have KPIs or have had a salary review in the last five years. Yeah. So. And it's a hard discussion. KPIs, yeah. KPIs are difficult for EAs because it's hard to quantify a lot of things that we do because a lot of it's based on soft skills like emotional intelligence and I just feel like I always find it difficult to quantify. Mm. But Mm -hmm. in in reality, if you actually want to pay Rise, and I've done this many times. I'm never scared to have the conversation. Look, to be fair, you've got to pick your right time. You not, you don't necessarily want to have the conversation when they've just made 50 people redundant and, you know, like, you know, your, your job's hanging on by a thread or whatever. Yeah. But you do, I think, like, you need to back it up with here's my job description, here's what I do that's extra mm-hmm. over, here's what the market's paying, and putting in what the market's paying isn't about threatening or, you know, it's just about this is where the world is at. Yeah. This is where I'm sitting. Here's the yeah. history of my pay rises, which will be zero for these people that have never had one. And this is what I would like. And, look, I always put it higher than what I know they're going to give me mm. because I just think, well, if they meet me halfway, then I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Um, but you're also no better off than the no. Like, you know, like you're no, if they say no to you, you're actually no worse off than where you started from yeah. as opposed to thinking, why haven't I asked this, especially when they might say yes really easily. And you're like, why didn't I ask for this like two years ago? You still like this and going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But with KPIs and I think it's really important to have them, mm. especially if you work in an environment like, you know, I work in a big corporate environment and we have bonus systems because mm. I need something to be able to say mm. I really need something quantifiable and measurable that yeah. I can say 
here's what I here's what I set for myself. Here's what we agreed, like maybe with my manager about what their goals are for the year. If that makes yeah. sense, you can tie it in with that. Consent, yeah. You know, they don't have to be large. They don't have to be. There doesn't have to be ten of them. I think five. I, I think five is a good number, and I think the goals you've got to have accountability attached to the goals. Like, how are you measuring yeah. it? Is that accountability piece? And I think that's where yeah. EAs do get stuck as well because yeah. they set a goal, but where is the measure and the accountability piece? It's not yeah. there. And I think the other thing is, which I'm going through at the moment on many levels, is the why. Why yeah. am I setting this goal? But also, like, because if you don't have the why. You're not motivated to keep going with it. No. You know, so... You, that's you like anything we do in life. We've got to have a why, no. don't we? Yeah. And I think with the why also comes the piece about um, when I... Like if you set the goal, when I set this goal, how does it affect the business? How does it affect the people I'm interacting at? So you have those levers that you know that you're pulling. So it, you know that it means something because I think sometimes we feel like we're just this small cog in this massive wheel, but we do have a big impact. Like your impact and your goal could be about you might have a team that's dysfunctional, so you're like, what can I do to help bring? It's an easy it's an easy thing for an EA to do. Yeah, it's an easy goal set, and it has a really great um, if it's if you're successful in it, it has a really great feeling and has a really great outcome, and you can really mm. see the difference in people's productivity or the way the team's working together. So there are simple engagement. ones. Huge engagement piece, Marie. It is a huge yeah. engagement. It's difficult. It's difficult. It is. I think also one of the things that, um, you know, asking that question when they reject you, because I suppose I, I would use it if someone just says no, I'd mm. want to know why. I'd encourage, especially a lot of the large corporates, they often will benchmark our roles or titles against a report. And I'm referencing it could be the Mercer report, it could be the Corn Ferry report. Oh, I don't know where they get it from, Michelle. They pull it out of the air. <laughs> but the thing is for me, like I look at those reports and they're 800 to 1,000 pages long and mm. in it is this much and I'm talking two to three pages on mm. our functions. So how can they yeah. benchmark it correctly, which is really damn frustrating. Yeah. Well, I when I ask for when I ask for pay rises, I I actually just grab, you know, I mean, obviously like a horoscope, I find the ones that are going to be just right. But <laughs> <laughs> are you a cancer today, or are you generally? That's it. You know, whatever the horoscope is going to say. But I actually look at um, S ten. Always have a really great um, salary booklet that's free and in it it actually has listed out all the different roles in a really I simple format doing this um i don't know i had last year so i haven't yeah. checked for this year's yeah. but um they were they're always really informative and they mm -hmm. always tell you about each role what they actually do what the skill sets are and it's just really simple nothing's cookie cutter but you know mm -hmm. you can gather that and then I usually get another couple of ones um so I've got three so yes. you know so the data's there yeah and you know to be quite frank it's not my problem mm. where you're benchmarking this like that's not my problem I'm telling you where the market is yeah and it's not my problem if I'm actually going to end up getting paid more than another EA because that EA hasn't advocated for themselves that is just not my problem so I don't let those things stop me asking 
for the money that I think I should be getting paid. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. You have to advocate for yourself. And yeah, obviously, it's not fun. No, it's not. It's and I think it's, well, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Mm. I just think it's, for a lot of people don't like to talk about money anyway. Yes. In general. We, yes. We're not someone, you know, we don't talk about money. And mm. I think, yeah, I just think it is a difficult. And, you know, to be fair, there are people that don't have managers that are approachable. No. About these things. So it's a difficult space to be in sometimes. It is. Let's yeah. get on to some fun because that was a bit yeah. Curious. Hey, yeah. so we're 2023. We had a blurry couple yeah. last. <laughs> How did that go for you, by the way? 2020. Well, it's been a great <laughs> month. <laughs> so, like, we're, what are we, would you like? Oh, no, we're August. August. Holy moly. So, what are you seeing, you know, um, happening at the moment? I mean, I know you recently travelled to Melbourne, so you connected with interstate EAs. You know, are you, are you seeing the market change? And, I mean, obviously there's this big debate, which we will not get into, about the hybrid versus back, back face-to-face because <laughs> it is one of those conversations that we can go on forever. Um, but are you, are you seeing, you know, the roles change and the value being recognised um, back in 2023 or are we still fighting that same battle? I feel like, uh, I feel like it was fighting the same battle but I feel like there are pockets of, mm-hmm. of I feel, I think, it, look, there's two signs to every coin and I'm not going to answer this really eloquently like I'd like to, but I actually feel like I've had, like anything, I've had really great experiences with really great managers that have had EAs before, they've had good EAs, they've had bad mm-hmm. EAs, um, and they know how to use an EA and they know how to use talent, but I think that's just more about they're really good leaders. Right. And I think I think the good leaders advocate and understand how effective EAs are mm-hmm. and then there's a, a huge portion that have zero understanding of what an EA can do for them and then there's a whole other portion that just don't care. Yeah. So I feel like it's just an ongoing it education is. piece. Well, it's, it's those ones that champion for the role, but also champion for the people, and that's where you know yeah. you're. You work with some great leaders. With you, you've got a yeah. two to one ratio. Is that correct? Are you two? Yeah, to I've one? got two one, and I have. I just have. I do legitimately have two fantastic leaders. Yeah. So and that makes such a difference. It makes. You need a sponsor at work, and yeah. you know, yeah. that's. I'm fortunate, but I have had the time where I haven't, and they don't mm. care, and. You know, it's terrible. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, just on a side note, one of the biggest, um, fastest growing roles in our profession at the moment is the team assistant role, which I'm mm. quite excited about because, you know, I think if I spoke about team assistant roles in 2019, they were quite a rare role. But mm. I think with the removal of the office manager role, the front of house role totally changed into more a concierge customer mm. service tech thing this yep. team assistant role, and I think for us as the more experienced campaigners, we need to cheerlead them along their journey. 100%. So yeah, I've had team assistant before that I had that reported to me and yep. um, she's now an EA uh, right. with a big corporation yep. and, you know, like, you know, I let her go and do other things in the business and that was really difficult because she was really good. But yep. I had to let that little bird fly, as they say. But it it's a great role and they add great value. And, 
you know, it's I think it's a great entryway as well for someone that potentially mm-hmm. are like, oh, actually, I'd like to be an EA, but maybe I just don't feel I have the skills or I'm confident. Team assistant mm-hmm. roles are a really good way to get a leg in and learn the business and, you know, create opportunities for yourself to cover for the EA when they're away or, you know, I just think that it's just a great... Fantastic salaries, Marie, at the moment as well, the TA oh, salary. Yeah. Yeah. I know they average in between 75 and 80K base with anything add-on. And if we look at that, I think that's a great role to figure out whether you do want to continue the career pathway in the profession or whether, as you said, like your girl did, she got yeah. in there, she was fantastic, and felt that she was going to do something else. And that that is the challenge that we have as a profession. Mm-hmm. We find them, you know, facilities is a big role that we're losing um, individuals to. They're going into mm-hmm. facilities management after the front of house which is okay but it's getting more and more popular and the marketing piece as well we've always lost them to the marketing role so um, yeah the good ones stay or they come back or they fly and fly away (laughs) and lift the next person up fly away yeah no I mean I think team assistant look I always feel like reception and team assistant are always high traffic roles because people are joining Mm. that role as a segue into something else. So I always feel like they're a high turnover position anyway. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, I just, the other piece is like, honestly, I never sat at school and went, oh, wow, I'm going to become an EA. Well, you don't have that conversation. Yeah, I mean... I mean, look, yeah, I went to school a long time ago. I think the uh, <laughs> career choices were prob- probably were secretary and, you know, or, teacher. Or, or, no, hairdresser. Uh, hairdresser, yeah, hairdresser, teacher, uh, secretary, uh, something like that, you know. I mean, God forbid you are, said you wanted to be a police officer. But I didn't, you know, because, well, we had a terrible careers teacher, so, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, she was terrible. Um <laughs> So, but, yeah, I never thought of that and I fell into it and I've just been fortunate that I love it and I would recommend it as a career for people, especially even if it's for a season, Mm. even if it is for the season or just for right now. I think I don't think it devalues the role. I think it just gives them breadth of experience. And I think it's okay, you know, I've had some EAs that thought they wanted to be a chief of staff, thought they could be a chief of staff and couldn't get the roles. Mm. So they did vertical moves either within mm. their business or in other businesses yep. into working in the role that they were the weakest at and they're actually loving that and now they're never yeah. going to come the profession. So that's okay um, yes. because it shows the scope and the width and the, the depth of the skill set that you guys have. Well, I think as well, though, if you've got those people in businesses that have had that experience as an EA, they're mm. great advocates for other EAs because they they understand the role, they understand you've been in the trenches, you know, they just get it. Yeah. So, you know, if they're going to be future leaders or even, you know, in the ears of future leaders or, mm. or and leaders, I think it's great. That I just think they, they will value EAs. I think it's mm. a great way to have the value of an EA uplifted as well. I hadn't mm. thought about it before, but I think that, yeah. Well, I think it's good. So with 30 minutes in, you, you were worried yep. you were going to talk about it. I'm going to fire you three random oh, questions. Okay. Praise be. Go. Favourite food you're eating at the moment? Oh, favourite food. Well, I can't answer that. I couldn't possibly. 
So I know they're rapid questions, but I couldn't possibly. But I went to Clam Bar in Sydney on the weekend and had, yeah, so my favourite food, I had the steak, I had the oysters. Um, so, yeah, so oysters and steak would be my favourite at the moment. So just actually talking about Clam Bar, do you think Sydney's changing the food scene, isn't it? Because it's a kind of a different remit, that place. And there's well, a few feel- popping up. It's definitely got a vibe of, it's a smaller vibe of Rockpool Bar and Grill. Yeah. So it's like that similar similar aesthetic. So for yeah. any Sydney people out there, I do recommend it for a lunch for your executive yeah. um, because it's on Bridge Street. I think it used to be the old Bridge Street room, but it's yeah. just away. So if you want to have a bit of a discreet lunch or dinner, yeah. you know, you're away from the main end of town, so to speak, but it's easily accessible. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. In a nutshell. Have you done the yet? Have you been to Bistecca? No, not yet. And I'm trying to get into Encore as well. So there you go. Okay. Well, if anyone's listening, you can help Marie out with Encore. Okay. What are you yep. reading or listening to? What's in your ears or what are you reading as a book? Uh, well, I have six books on my bedside table that I haven't read. Um, I'm playing Zelda, Breath of the, uh, Tears of the Kingdom on my Nintendo Switch whilst <laughs> also attempting to read uni textbooks. Oh my gosh, what a combination. <laughs> so uh, I've put the switch away now so that it runs out of battery so I can put So I'd love to say I'm reading something amazing and altruistic and, you know, highbrow and high level. But yeah, no, okay. I'm not. Last question is what's your favourite thing in your glass at the moment? Hot, cold, alcoholic, non alcoholic? Um, in drinking. Mm. I couldn't possibly answer that either. What did you have back from the south of France? Um, Okay, what did you drink in the south of France that you truly loved that you never had in Australia? Oh, no, nothing. Um, Everything. (laughs) I've already had it. Uh, What am I? uh, Well, I don't know. Uh, To be honest, a good cup of tea, my nighttime tea. At night. Are you a, are you an English breakfast Earl Grey or are you doing a peppermint? No, like a it's like a nighttime relaxed tea. It's like a pucker one or one of those ones. Yes, yeah, so a relaxing one at night. I like to have that before I go to bed. A bag or loose? Bag, bag, convenience. <laughs> I wish I could say I was fancy and I, you know, had the Tibetan monks came down and brought me my tea and I deeped it for five minutes and we prayed over it. But no, it's literally just a bag. Well, that. Whatever, whatever. I'm glad you asked those questions. Wow. Always giving. Okay. Uh, Any final notes before we wrap up? We said anything goes and I kind of think we had a good discussion and anything did go. Anything Mm -hmm. you know? I just think actually the more I think about your salary, you do need to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I do. I know it's difficult. I know it is really difficult and it's really scary, but they're just not going to wake up in the morning and go, wow, wow, all our EAs are underpaid. Let's look at them. As if they're going to do that. (laughs) So I do think, like, you know, reach out to your network if you need help in even preparing what you want to write, what you want to say, how you're going to say it, um, stretch into it because yeah if you don't ask you don't receive that's in the bible by the way as well so there you go ask ask and you shall receive but the other thing is also which i'm personally going through at the moment is working out your why just Mm -hmm. tapping into the why why am i doing this 
why you know setting goals or roles or you know why are you doing it what is it it's a difficult question to answer sometimes takes Mm. a lot of thought but make the space for it I guess well you don't you can't that's a note for myself (laughs) that was my own note to myself practicing what you're preaching are you well no I was just reminding myself that came through yeah right yeah Yep. Well, I would encourage for the listeners, Marie is part of the 2023 AAA's judging team and there's a huge team there as well. So if you want to reach out um, and get some tips and tricks, we've got some great people on the panel um, and I know Marie loves a chat. So whether it be a cup of tea or meet her at the clam bar for some oysters or whatever you want to do. maybe Bloody you're Mary. A Bloody Mary. Um, reach out. Hey, Marie, it was so great having you on the show today. Um, everyone can connect with you on LinkedIn. And, yep. guys, um, Mel is, I think Mel's in London. She's either in London or Paris. EK's off um, doing some little career things, so she'll, she'll tell you about it on the show next week. So you don't have to put up with us on the next week's show. The girls will be back. Um, but connect with us anytime and have a great Tuesday. And welcome to August. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. (laughs) See ya. Thank you. Bye. Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at adminunboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.